Hey, I'm Samantha Saki from The Self Club. This podcast is a conscious rebellion to shift our mindset, our way of relating, and our educational system from fear towards truth, trust, and love. This new paradigm starts with you. We're all alive. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Samantha and I'm here today with a very special guest that I'm really excited to have because we've been having a lot of beautiful, deep, intimate, like unfolding conversations um, that has been a beautiful exploration. And some of you might know that I do uh, women's work and that I deeply believe that the men's work is just as important. And there's this part of me inside that's like, I can't only do women's work. And it's not only about the feminine, right? It is. But how does that play into the masculine? And how does that play into the experience that men are having in this moment in time as we women do that work, right? So that's what we're going to dive into today with Tynan. Um, and Tynan, uh, I know sometimes these introductions are a bit awkward, <laughs> but <laughs> just want to open the space for you to say hello and you know anything you want to say about yourself at this moment in time. Well, thanks, Sammy. It's um, a pleasure to be on your podcast. And uh, yeah, this is an exciting moment for the two of us in that we've been having these incredibly rich conversations. And We've definitely been drawn together by the fact that each does the other gender's work. And uh, for decades now, I've been focusing and uh, continue to focus in working with men. And uh, I do that out of my own, um, I often say, self-interest because it's good for me. It helps me be a better man and it's brought me um, to this place. But at the end of the day... You know, why do I do it? I do it so that I'm able to connect more um, meaningfully, richly, you know, in a real sense with the feminine, with women, with a partner, uh, with my daughters. And, um, you know, this space where we actually come together and as two people who uh, are fascinated in that, that, that work that is of my own gender, but is also the work that is of my, my other gender. So exploring those two parts of me um, and, and hearing from you, Sammy, about what's happening for you, um, there's a whole other piece of, of growth or learning or possibility um, that is really challenging because in that, in that place where I come together with the feminine, is some of my most joyful encounters, some of the richest encounters, and some of the most challenging um, and, and testing places of my personal growth over my lifetime. And um, to unpack that in a really rich and meaningful way with, with you, Sammy, is, um, it's been playful, it's been uh, enlightening, and um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to teasing it out another 
another layer more. So thank you. Yeah, awesome. (laughs) Thanks for that. And I think it's important to say, like, we're both fascinated by the dance of relating, right? Mm. And and what is relationship? And it's, yeah, yeah, it's romantic relationship where we put so much emphasis and play out, right? A lot of what relating is, but it's a relationship with life. It's in friendships. It's the relationship with our mothers and and, and fathers. It's like life is the art of relating, right? And and I think it's important to say that we've been having all these conversations and all this as well because we're co-creating a retreat um, mid-May here in, we're in Australia, everyone, by the way. We're in this place that no one knows unless you're from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes Australians don't even know. So, um, And it's um, like Northern Rivers area, um, just around... Coffs Harbor, in between Brisbane and, and Sydney, basically. Spectacular area. One of my new found favorite areas on earth, I have to say. Um, and yeah, so we're creating this retreat and, and in the creation of that retreat for couples and singles, and it's called the Dance of Relating, we've had so many conversations about what is happening in our relationships, what are the experiences we've had, but also what's happening in the world and what are people around us experiencing right Mm. and and just as old models in the world are falling apart so are old relationship models right and so many people now are choosing either not to marry or right don't get married before having a family or don't even prioritize or want a family and and it's we're questioning all these things yet at the same time there's a call to you know to ask ourselves okay what is sacred and what do we need to have a full human experience and what what needs do we really need relationship to fulfill and how does that look like um and what we have what does that play and that dance feel like that's a lot of what we're going to be talking in this series hopefully this is not going to be there's only one of the podcasts we'll be doing we can talk a lot (laughs) and we're trying to fit this into 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) we can do 30 we can do 30 Okay. So today we're just going to talk about um, what is men's work and what is women's work. Um, let's dive a little bit into that, what it means for each of us, what our individual journey has been with that work. And Tynan, what do you think about ladies first? Is that a thing? I'm really happy for that today. Later, I don't. So do I ask or do I answer first? Oh, well, there you go. You ask, you ask. I'll All answer. Right. All right. So we're going to start with... Uh, I'm really fascinated to know what do you love about being a woman? Yeah. And and probably as a, an adjunct to that, um, what do you find frustrating or challenging? Yeah, okay. What do I love about being a woman? I suppose this is interesting because I've never been a man, right? So I don't know what the contrast of it is. <laughs> So you asking me what I love about being a woman. First, I hear what do you love about being human, right? So it's interesting because mm-hmm. now I'm thinking, wow, how do I experience the world as a woman that somebody who's not a woman experiences? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I think if I connect it to me, there's something about being a woman that is incredibly like deep and rich and like also playful when you said that there's this sort of like enthusiastic feeling 
being that's inside of me that is like a lot of um I don't know what I experience as a woman when I actually it's funny it's funny because now it's when I allow my feminine to come forth fully which has been a lot of my journey mm -hmm. that's what being a woman feels like right like yeah and and I think that it's also I love I love that I feel that as a woman I feel like I have access and I never thought about this as a woman I thought it was maybe just me but now as I do this work I feel like it is a a feminine thing these like intuitions and feelings into things that are like beyond and, it, and maybe it is some of the things where people have you know might categorize you as crazy mm -hmm. right? but it, it is a non-logical way of perceiving and living certain things yeah maybe maybe that's that's a big part of it yeah Oh my god, right now. Cool, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you want me to answer the frustrating bits too? Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my rage ready. <laughs> no, no, I'll keep it light, you guys. <laughs> um, and I, th I think, look, I think part of it is being misunderstood mm -hmm. in what being a woman means. It, because, because of the deep denial and suppression of the true feminine and its power, um so much of what people project onto you as being a woman has to look a certain way, mm -hmm. right? So being put into a box of what a woman is supposed to look like and how a woman is supposed to act and what she's supposed to feel or not feel, that is fucking frustrating. Mm. That is fucking frustrating. And I understand as well a lot of the stuff around gender coming up right now where it's not even about the gender. It's just not being put into a box. Like, mm -hmm. I it, being a woman does not look a certain way, and it does not look the same for every woman. And I get to play and and explore and define what femininity and being a woman means to me. Mm. You know. Um. So yeah, the the confinement and the being labeled as maybe too much or too crazy or too out there because of the things that I said I loved about being a woman, that's, that can be really frustrating. Yeah. And a lot of women know from our bodies, right, to um, the way we express our emotions. Um, there's a lot of that. That's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole discussion that could be had just, just in that alone. Totally. And it ties in with uh, both genders effectively. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Sammy. Yeah, thank mm. you. Um, all right, for your question. Um, time was quite basic. It's, yeah, what um, what does men's work mean to you? And how do you think it differs from women's work? Good question. For me, a lot of my early times involved with men's groups, when I look back now, to me, were actually um, were in some ways akin to what I would call feminine space, and um, 
so, you know, one of the things I love about being a man and sort of getting to answer this question this way is that with men, a lot of what we often do together to build connection is nonverbal. And there's often a synergy of involvement in a task or an, uh, an activity that when I'm experiencing my masculine and I'm with men that are fully you know, comfortable in that place, we just do it. And, and there's an incredible, um, you know, in a sense, softening into each other through muscling up against each other. So, you know, whereas many of the men's circles that I've, you know, I've been in men's circles for five years, seven years, eight years, you know, periods of time where every fortnight I've been sitting in, in a circle of men and, and often we would just, yeah, be at someone's house and, and we'd sit and take turns talking, sharing. And in some ways, a lot of that chatting was uh, under a, what I would call more of a feminine model. Uh, what I've found really liberating in the last 10, 15 years particularly is um, developing models where I'm doing things with men and also getting space where naturally, either consciously or naturally, um, honesty, honesty and, um, you know, deep sharing um, and problem solving that, you know, related to things that are going on in different men's lives happen naturally. And often, as one example, it could be, you know, going on a hike with a bunch of men. I call it walkabout because it has more of a conscious element to or conscious uh, focus to it uh, that when I go and walk about with a bunch of men you know there is time made to you know explore things consciously and it happens naturally so it almost like there's this beautiful balance within a more masculine model where it just naturally comes out and in fact what I experience is men feel more safe to be real in in that place than, than, than sitting down around a circle and just talking per se. Because we've been brought up in a schooling model, school is a very feminine model because we all go and sit down in those, those chairs at those desks and you know pretty much for five or six hours or whatever for a whole day, boys and, and girls. And I don't think it works for girls as much as I don't think it works for boys. However, it super doesn't work for boys. So the different, you know, boys, when they leave the classroom, they run into the playground and they don't even talk often about what they're going to do. They just go and do it. Um, and uh, so, you know, to me, that sort of decisiveness, uh, doing um, and serving some cause too. Uh, I know as a man that there is a, a deep, innate love of holding space serving, supporting, that makes me feel a sense of my strength and identity and uh, purpose or place. So, um, you know, that's another area where I find um, really important within men's work. So in a way, because of what I feel is missing in men's work, I've been doing my own work as to what I want and, and that's steering me more and more towards um, these elements that I'm, I'm talking about. Um, and, you know, if you look at service clubs, footy clubs, you know, um, 
and you know some of those are gender but not all of them are but I mean you know men often gravitate to those spaces um, because of that camaraderie and uh, because of that service um, and um, because they're quite natural places for men given the opportunity to flourish in that place mm. yeah. yeah beautiful thanks for that um, I think it helps us understand on a different level hey the difference between men and women's work and the nature of men or women I want to say one thing that I disagree that the model the school model today is feminine I do <laughs> not you. think that I think it's actually very masculine okay. in that it's controlling yes it's that like a, a service like you know um there's a person in charge, a hierarchical yes. model. It, 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 it's like wrong versus right. It's com competitive yes. versus collaborative. So I do not think it's feminine. Now I understand. I think it's unfit, of course, for both yes. men and women, you know. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, you know, in a space for men, it would be more of this physical activities and for women more talking and sharing. And, yeah. and we both need a bit of both, right? Yeah. But yeah. Yes, you're dead right. That was the generalization doesn't hold. And uh, it does for the specific element that I was focusing on, but then you just round it out. When you look at the full range of what a schooling system does, it's just toxic for men and bo boys and girls. Totally. And it's, um, it's the shadow of the masculine and the shadow of the feminine. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. Cool. You got a next question for me? Oh, let's have a look. Where do we, where do we go next? Yeah, so what, what do you see as intrinsically women's work and, uh, and what is specific individual about how you work with women? So the general Oof. and then the specific. Yeah. Okay. What is women's work? Women's work ultimately for me is a reclamation of the feminine in order to step into our fullness. So I think, you know, we've gotten a gist, I sort of mentioned it before, what that means, but to summarize it is in this very patriarchal, male-dominated world where absolutely every structure, our language, you know, has embedded into it the fact that the feminine is inferior to the masculine, right? Whether it's because we, you know, pay more for or value more a uh, financial strategist than a creative director, right? Like, you know, we value finance or logic over creativity. Science is valued over playfulness. Like, there's all of these things. Emotions are completely suppressed and shut down and seen as something that need to be controlled, right? That mm. is how the feminine has been, right? And of course, we, we know a lot about this. We've seen it from, oh God, from the place women have had, right? As a, a subservient role to be helpful or to be convenient to whatever it is that the men are doing. Right. So right now, I mean, it's been, what, 100 years um, since we can vote <laughs> and we still can't vote in some countries. We still don't have equal rights in many countries. But in the West, where we experienced almost everything, right, in terms of, you know, more or less opportunity that men experience, there's still so much embedded into our psyche 
around our own worth. Like this patriarchal system has been um, internalized by our psyche because the message, our grandma, our grandparents, right? Our great grandmothers and grandmothers and mothers still had this message of stay small, of be convenient, of you have to look, this is what a woman does, this is what she doesn't do. We were never ever initiated, and I know it's the same with some with men, but we were never initiated, never have been initiated for thousands of years into our own full power because there was no place for women in their full power in society. Hmm. There was no place except at the torch, you know? So right now, women's work for me is, all right, feminine, we need to explore you. And that basically means shutting out a lot of these um, old and outdated beliefs and coming back deep within. Because we live in a world that has has, has so masculine that is externally focused. Everything is external. The validation we seek, the recognition, we find our worth in KPIs, metrics of success that are external. We have not taught, been taught, and that's clear in the educational system, to look deep within ourselves. Nobody asked us hmm. what we wanted, what we loved. Everyone told us what we had to be and what we should do. So the reclamation of the feminine for women is a, is a little bit different than it is for men. You know, it's the men, of course, there's a reclamation of the feminine to be done in the world. But for a lot of women, it's our essence. It's our deepest essence. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a whole journey. It's a whole journey within ourselves. And how do I do it? That's a bit different. Um, uh, let's see. Well, I think that there's some models out there that are maybe more like polarity tantra based that maybe are more like popular or i don't know commercial so to speak where it maybe puts the feminine in this place where she's just like oh my god like you know like has to be this like soft thing that is just like attracts men and uses her like sensuality and sexuality to like sort of open everyone and be like really non-threatening and you know like that that's what polarity is and just like yeah like having the what's it called the subservient role and the dominator is the is the masculine right and the way that i do it is not like that at all it is actually by integrating and healing our own masculine within to be the inner fierce protector of our feminine mm, right so my time my boundaries my anger my strength is going to be at the service of my heart, of my dreams, of my soul's desires, of the deep knowings and intuitions that I feel in a world that makes me feel that they might all be wrong. I will set boundaries around those things and I will come back to feel home within myself and I will trust myself above all else not by outsourcing my masculine to men or any other system out in the world because the true reclamation of the feminine is really coming back to trusting yourself and your inner knowing above all else Beautiful. it is a hard hard thing to do in the world we live. Whew. 
that was, that was beautiful. A moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Thank you, sister. Mm. All right. So what do we have for you? Um, all right, yeah. So what is the biggest or one of the biggest challenges that perhaps you have had or that you see men have in the world today? Uh, straight away when you finished asking that, I would say shame. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. That um, bad boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and um, shame about having feelings, shame about uh, expressing, shame about anger, shame about being a man and what the masculine has done um, to the world. And so within a culture um, where that is passed on or taught uh, through, you know, the level of control that you've alluded to with things you've, you've just spoken to. Um, you know, we have a culture of men who, boys that are growing up into, uh, yeah, deep questioning of self, not knowing, you know, uh, how to deal with the testosterone moving in, 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 in their body, in our bodies. And, um, and then, finding those body urges sexually or or just energetically that come out in in situations of um, anger uh, situations of maybe being under the influence and 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 where therefore young men particularly have have lost control of themselves because they don't know themselves mm-hmm. so um you know, it's it's frightening um, the the need for that, um, and I don't know. Just something in my life drew me into the feeling world and and into that space of where I can talk about things. So for me, you know, I feel grateful that my life has and my choices have taken me down that path. It wasn't how I was brought up. A lot of love and care. Um, but a lot of strict boundaries and feelings didn't exist. Um, so reclaiming the masculine is, um, you know, is reclaiming a sense of, uh, uh, you know, peace and self-care and self-love around those parts that feel shit and or don't know self or whatever. And so that, you know, as men, we can actually come back to that the wonders of being a man, our strength and our agility and our ability to hold safety uh, and, and support in so many ways physically but also energetically. And when I understand those urges and energies, um, even chemically in my body, then I, I get to hone how I use them and where I use them and when not to use them. And so, you know, over time I've learned how to control, you know, if I'm angry or if I'm, you know, uh, you know, want something so much, but it's not right in some situation, whether it's an attraction situation or whether it's even any situation of where, you know, a, a primal urge is trying to come up, come ahead of um, both logic 
and um, and and what's right and true in a given situation. So, you know, I love creating environments where men can feel in their bodies and when, you know, so hiking and, and, and being physically challenged in different ways gets me in my body. And in that place, I can tap into the positive um, aspects of my masculinity and then reflect them into how that plays out uh, in my day-to-day life, in my business, in my relationship and relationships and in my community. Um, but, you know, being in and around other men who are consciously choosing to, you know, um, you know, heal and love our masculinity and work out what that is because it's different for everyone, you know. There's not one model um, that exists. So, um, you know, for me, it's it's quite easy, really. It's just like create the environment um, for us to feel accepted again because that's what wasn't there. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, just build on that little by little. And, you know, that's that same need is needed with men and women. And so that's mm. why, you know, I'm loving with you this work together because there's that opportunity to, you know, um, cross-fertilise this healing of shame and uncomfortableness because that shame that we've got as men then plays into our, our um, weakness in how we show, uh, show up as men with women yeah. and um, or, you know, dysfunction. Do you know uh, what's interesting? Like I, I hear this common thread, obviously between both of our answers, that there's shame around the feminine, in both men and women. We're ashamed of our own feminine nature because mm. it's been shamed. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting as well now is that, like maybe because also of the this new sort of feminine movement that's happening and the awareness that has been shed on men, right, and the patriarchy. Now there's like an added layer of shame around the masculine too for men. <laughs> oh. So it's like it's like they were already ashamed about their own feminine and their emotions and their masculine, the masculine and their feminine. And the, I guess the yeah. dark parts of their masculine. Yeah. 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 There was shame there. Mm. And now there's like just shame all around. <laughs> like Oh, it's a mess. It's, yeah. It's a total mess. Yeah. And it's funny because mm. what shame makes you feel, which I've experienced a lot in the past, is you can't get it right. Mm. And I think we've cornered men, like, right now in society, like, especially white men as well. Like, you can't get it right. And, and I mean, what you girls struggle with in that you've got to be the feminine and the masculine, well, we're finding the same thing. We've got to be the masculine and the feminine. And... Um, we're not finding that easy. <laughs> None of us. Yeah. So I, I think it's not about that we don't have, you know, of course I have a feminine side as well and I need to foster that part of me to be a whole human being. Um, but if I'm not doing that consciously or negotiating that consciously with my partner or my community uh, in a way that's working for my primary essence as well as my secondary other balancing part of me, um, then, you know, the ship is at sea without any sails, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. And I I see how child that's you brought in a keyword there, which is consciously. Mm. We're having these conversations and expanding our vocabulary around these topics to bring more conscious awareness into these energetic dynamics and these different aspects of self, right? Feminine and masculine is just one way to understand the self and to understand that the duality that exists in, in life. And in these last hundred years where women have had the opportunity to end the expectation perhaps within women to be more masculine, we've emulated the masculine because mm. we've had to compete with the masculine because we've had to fight for our rights, mm. right? Yeah. So we, we have become more masculine and I've mm. been, I was very masculine, you know, and I still have, a, it's not about categorizing myself or not, right? I'm both very masculine and very feminine, but I guess a lot of women have the question now, like maybe you are having, right? Mm. I've tapped into my feminine, but what is it to be a man? And it's like, oh, I've tapped into my masculine. You know, we, we as women have been very much in our masculine working long hours, being burned out, right? Not being able to dedicate time to certain things and to mm. self-care, just running over our emotions and our bodies, mm. right? How many women nowadays have so many hormonal issues, things that stem from being fundamentally disconnected from our feminine, right? And now we're having the conversation of, whew, right? Are we done competing? <laughs> what, mm. what really does it mean to be a woman now from a conscious space instead of the autopilots we've had from fighting and needing to prove yeah. and and uh, may i add please and until we both are doing our work in the way that we're in envisaging and you know seeing happen more and more you know it's when men are really stepping into you know reclaiming the sacred masculine or, you know, and a way that plays out through, um, you know, being in celebration of, of showing up for the feminine and the children and the community, like the whole thing around safety for women. If, if you know, the whole thing of the, the Me Too movement has just been a massive wake-up call for men um, and, and to realise, I mean, to realise that it's, it's a sacred responsibility to provide safety for women. It's just so fucking, fucking obvious. Um, and yet the step that needs to now occur is the ex actually the excitement for men around that. Mm. It's like to mm -hmm. me this is it's just obvious. I was born into a body that has more physical strength. So, you know, that needs to be used in a way that's positive for self, partner, family and community. So, you know, if we have the majority of men who, who actually understand the value of, you know, their physical strength, and it's not about the practical physical strength, but it's about I can feel that worrying in me that I love providing safety. I just love providing safety. I will jump into a situation without even thinking about it, even if I'm going to be at risk. It just feels natural to me. And, and I've seen this in men. But to understand that more and more and more and to embody that more and more, then uh, I would say would, of course, gift safety 
and 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 a sense of being able to soften for women. So you know this whole thing of of you know one of us having a problem to work out is I'm just sort of highlighting the fact that you know we each have things that we're needing to heal and resolve and we we're, we're we're doing that work together and the more we're doing that work the more we're going to see the spaciousness that you gals deserve from feeling that you've got to be everything and at the moment there's too many single mums and there's too many women that are holding way way too much and totally. um, and yes in our cultural model at the moment there's too many men that are holding too much too um, but then that's all of us having a look at this model. Hey, is it working? Yeah. And uh, what are we going to do about it if it's not working? Yeah. God, that is so deep and rich. There's so much there in in that coming together. And why why are we isolating further instead of coll- working together, right? Mm. And mm. and collaborating instead of seeing each other as competition. Oof. Yeah. I love hearing that from you and. Um, I've said this too many times, not on a podcast, but I really honor and respect the work you're doing and the men's work because we, we can't find balance and harmony in the world without that. It's impossible. And what you were just saying about that naturalness of, of keeping women in the communities and um, supporting life, using your strength to be at the service of life. That for me is the model of the masculine being at the service of the feminine. But yes, ladies do come first <laughs> because the feminine comes first because that is the womb where all life is born from. And that needs to be protected fiercely. And that same metaphor that in the world is the same thing I mentioned within myself, right? Mm. Me using my masculine, Mm. just really support and be at the service of my feminine, Mm. right? And that that's just how it has to work. Or Mm. as we've been seeing, we end up destroying ourselves Mm. because if the strength and strength is, you know, because women have strength too. Like it's, if the power and the strength are not used at the service of the feminine, at the service of life, mm. then we're destroying each other. We will consume ourselves. Because if the purpose of the masculine strength is just to feed the masculine ego, right? like, look at the world, guys. No. Welcome no. to the war paradigm that we live in. Where all of, all of society, we've been either at war or preparing for war. Right? Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. So I have a question for you. From the feminine perspective, what would what would you like to see culturally shift in what the masculine bring to the feminine? And we've, we've, we've talked through a couple of layers of that. But is there something specific that you, as a woman, doing women's work, have, have experienced yourself and seen as a common thread uh, that you would love to see us men um, shift, grow into, change. What would that be? <laughs> <laughs> that is. A... <laughs> what, what, what's, your, what's your bucket list looking like? The top number one. <laughs> um. 
Look, I have to. I have to say, I'll give you a. I'll flower you with some showers. I'll flower you. I'll shower you with some flowers. <laughs> I think that you are an example, and embody a lot of that for me. That's also why I have a lot of respect, you know, and love for you. It's it's. Uh, it's something that I want for all human beings, but that I want to see more of in men. Is a deep self awareness, and that includes the emotional part. So it's a deep being able to go inwards and feel the emotions and discern and look at what's what, right? And come back to the feminine from a place of men knowing how to come back into their power again. Without alcohol, without drugs, without porn, <laughs> without any of the mechanisms that are not coming back into your power, that are distractions from everything you're feeling,、mm. which are all numbing mechanisms, so that you can come back and brush off a lot of that stuff, right?、Mm. No, it's like, can you be so tapped into your vision? Your purpose, your role—that even if life deviates you, throws you, because that's the imperfection of human, the human experience, right? You always have the—I don't know—is it the discipline, the commitment、mm. to bring yourself back to what is sacred and what is true? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Simple ask. <laughs> I love the invitation, <laughs> and thanks for the shout. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate.、It. Yeah. yeah, and definitely, this、uh, this has an implicit thing of working through the shame. Yeah, it's massive. It's massive. It's massive.、Um, you know, this work that Sammy and I are doing.、Uh, yeah, I, for myself personally, it's it takes me to my edge. I mean, it's it's been safer in some ways for me doing work with with、uh, my brothers, and and definitely that work with my brothers is is seminal work because you know I it's been many things that I would have processed with my partner that weren't right to share with my partner. So having that time with my brothers、um, is just so healing, so strengthening, and I'm I come back and I'm more solid.、Um, To hold space, to not react,、uh, etc. And you know this work that we're now doing through not only communicating, but you know holding a retreat space and and doing work you know on the ground with men and women. It, it's 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 on the cutting edge. This is you know the sort of stuff that we're all going through day to day in our relationships. And it can be between a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, because you know sometimes a man might be embodying the feminine. So I'm not just talking about gender、um, interaction. I'm talking about you know the dance of relating, which is our topic for、um, our retreat. Is just the power of、um, you know showing up as a man and a woman, men and women, to this work and、um, exploring and experimenting. You know, on the ground in ways that sort of emulate,、um, imitate,、um, you know, what happens day to day in our lives. 
Totally. And I want to speak to that as well with the sister space, just to finish, mm. we can finish mm. it here on the women's and men's work with our sisters and the spaces that I create in my programs. Like it's the same. It's having that space. We were just talking today about spaces to process. Mm. We can't just like have our relationships be dumping grounds. You know, we can process a lot and some people might have the capacity to hold you know, us in certain moments and processes, but not all of the time mm. and perfectly, right? So we need spaces for this processing to happen. And for us women, like being able to bring our full, like full feminine and it's full force in a place that we know it's not going to be judged or expressed or taken personally and where we can, we can let it out in, in a way that's imperfect and maybe, you know, like not in its divine alignment <laughs> yet because we're still fine-tuning and we're projecting shit and we're being like fucking asshole <laughs> and we're seeing where parts of ourselves are still getting caught in drama or emotional bullshit or competition or comparison or jealousy like whatever i'm giving some random elements right having having that is important because again, what does it do? It doesn't create shame around it. It airs it out. Mm. We're seen in it, not judged in it. And then we know after we've expressed those versions of ourselves, we're like, shit, this is not really who I want to be. Mm. This is not how I want to show up in the world. All right, there's safe spaces for that to come forth. And tomorrow I get to choose again. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm. <sighs> Well, Beautiful. I think this is a rich first yeah. first one. Thank you so much, Tynan. Pleasure. Love these conversations, and we'll, we'll get deeper and juicier also um, in our next one. Hope you guys enjoyed, you guys and ladies. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun, and um, definitely, yeah, the start of something. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. See you soon. See ya. <laughs> We can't possibly do this alone. So if you're ready to commit to your growth and inner work, make sure to check out our membership and programs to keep you connected, conscious, and aligned. See you there.